In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma. to you this week by Thyssen, Otis, Express Lift, and manufacturers of elevators worldwide. Welcome into episode 42 of the Gospel Friends. I am Reverend Verbage. Thyssen? Thyssen. Oh, I'm Chase. I'm Nick. Now, now your microphone is it's just like it could hold a cup right now. Um, no, it couldn't. Not from this angle. So uh, I'd like to congratulate Captain Crunchy as he attempts to figure out how to work his microphone in that uh, I may have to take a it wasn't set up the right way that's not my job uh I'd like to congratulate him as Nick and I took vacation last week yeah. uh a uh, I think well-deserved week off yeah and work. and we took vacation and Captain Crunchy flew the plane directly into the ground creating the most controversial episode of the gospel friends of all time well who's really surprised by that and, <laughs> and we have had to deal all week Nick, coming behind you and fixing what you had done, we have created... And some people in the hall may not agree with that sentiment. We have created... What an, listeners we there, have left there, may not agree. There's an angry mob of valued Gospel Friends listeners who want to burn the Hall of Dogba to the ground. Luckily, they can't because of our defense mechanisms Stringent here. defenses, yeah. yeah. But, um, but what do you have to say for yourself, Captain, uh, in terms of what you have done? I have an interesting story to share with you guys today. You're gonna love it. No, you don't. I, I do. I totally do. So keep it, it up. If no, if you I don't, know where the volume switches. Oh dang! If you don't know what's going on, and at this point, I would like to point out that it is. It may be necessary for you, if you're a new listener, to actually go back and listen to old episodes because I think that was a, a point of failure this week. It became Perhaps. a yeah. There was some misunderstanding. Is, it, is there were people who did not understand what was happening because yeah. they had not listened to the earlier shows? But I think one of the maddest people did understand what was happening. They were just disappointed not to hear the story. Well, but that's they were be. they were mad because they didn't hear the story. Yeah, but, that's but, the inside but you know baseball what? thing for friends. Though, you, a little you know bit. what? Uh, and and I, I love Kristen, but Kristen, you have Captain Crunchy's phone number. Call him up <laughs> and let him tell you the dog story over the phone. Well, here's the problem. It, it's it's not that great. It's right? really not. It is an urban legend now. There you go. We if just you, have to keep pumping it if up. If you were to tell the story, people would be so disappointed at this point. Yeah. We're not going to allow you. Yeah. Because it's not going to happen. If, if we allow you to tell the story, Nick's going to have to overlay it. <laughs> and true. as we have found out this week. It doesn't go well. It doesn't go well. Hey, Bernard's trying to get y'all's attention. So one day a dog. <laughs> dog, the end. Bob, That's the dog story. <laughs> Well, essentially, essentially that is that is the story. Essentially, I didn't say any bad words there, but there is. I'm a pastor. I don't. I don't use bad language. Look, this morning during your sermon, you were talking about having gotten in trouble for some of the colorful language you use in your sermons. Okay, you got in trouble. You got in trouble. Me at your and Mark home Driscoll for using the word goober. Never used bad words. Which, by the way, was a character on the Andy Griffith Show. Look, I, I did get in trouble for using the word goober. I I often get in trouble for well, using that word. I don't think that's as offensive a word as you know some people's spouses might think. As, but as, did you get? Was it goober or was it idiot that you got? In I got trouble? more in trouble for idiot. See, that's what I would have imagined. But really? I, I would have. 
David, are you praying for your laptop? So, no, I've got a story pulled up that I want to use, and I just realized as I went to look at it that there's a not nice picture on the side. So there's wow. a plugin called AdBlocker. Does that work on a Google So I'm, tro- I'm in trouble for telling a story about a dog, and here you are just surfing dirty websites <laughs> on the really church's not. Wi-Fi. It's on the conservativepost.com. Well, that could be a dirty website, I guess, but it's, oh, it's not. Zing! Nathan hey, Martin is not going to like that comment. Listen, um, I, why, why the hatred for elevator music? That's the, that's, that's the main – what is wrong – Look, what does it say about I was people say, that they can't stand elevator music? Something. I, editing the show last week, I was inspired. I found a new love for <laughs> elevator music. And so, is it possible? enjoy. Yeah. Is that our new intro music from here on out? You know, Probably one of the things that you will find about the gospel, friends, <laughs> is if you, if you push us... <laughs> With jokes. Not even push. Like, well, no, like if, if, if we find out something is needling you, we will, we will needle you even further. And Do you want to tell them why we're pausing? Because you just kind of cut off. Well, we're pausing because someone's knocking on the door of the Hall of Dogmen. From the sounds of things, they have a weapon. So we need to go and take care of this. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. I'm sorry to have had to destroy that person, but... He just needed crazy bread, David. I, I it was my son, and he only needed crazy bread. I apologize. Anyway. Gospel uh, friends, we have a lot of children. That should be a slogan. That, oh, that my should goodness. be. And we're watching most of them today. That's why we're doing the podcast, so yeah. ultimately to become millionaires. To, so you we know. don't have to. But I was, gonna say, I was saying, Wait, we, we, will needle, we will needle you back. And, and, and maybe there are three cases of oppositional defiance disorder at the table. Put, yeah. The, wow. the problem, that was a big word. Problem, I was just going to say we're all obnoxious, but, you know, The whatever. problem is the – if, li- if you make it clinical, it's less – The crazy. listeners believe they have the trump card because they could always just turn us off. But what they don't know is that we will find you and do the podcast in your bedroom. Okay, don't be we'll that guy. We'll do that. <laughs> That's awesome. Let's not be that guy. Have we done that yet? No, but – it would be cool. Who's on the list of people that we might do that to? Um, Probably nobody in England or Australia. So This is when I Peter, wish we were a Dan, web show because what I have Chris, done at this point is I have sat safe. back in my chair and the microphone. I, I think, I think our, our buddy Josh Parchman might need a visit. Gosh, I was wondering if I could bait you into just kind of throwing out a name there. Yeah. Well, and no, I, I did. Mean, Josh, Josh has Josh – uh, I think Josh could use some time with us just hanging out. You know, and to guarantee he never such, listens again. Like, what are you trying to do? Good, upstanding, encouraging people, right? I no, I mean, maybe we could get Josh to, you know, loosen up a little bit. Oh, you think? I think he's a good guy. I don't I know mean, why no, you're picking I think on Josh, him. I mean, I'm dang. not picking on him. I'm just saying that uh, he he's, you know, he just seems times like he's he's a little uh, high strung about his podcast. Maybe. Yeah, you know what? One of the problems he might have with the podcast and other people is that at the beginning of the show, it takes like twenty minutes to get to you know things like contact information oh, and substance and stories. Well, the and, good thing is he's not listening know, right now because thing. he fast forward through all this uh, and along with Emmanuel. Yeah, so we can say whatever. What do you? A lot of say? people are get, are, are, are missing Emmanuel? their shout outs though if they, they are kind of fast forward. Oh, all the, the good stuff about Emmanuel can come later. Okay, good. Hey, Josh, so. we love you, bro. Keep listening, man. That was David, by the way, that called you out by David name. David at gospelfriends.com. Yeah. I, I did, Is that I, really his email? Sure. Yeah, should no, be. it's not. Y'all, y'all have given my real email out before. I think I edited it. Did I edit it? I don't know. 
Well, if people have a way to, reason to complain at this point, which I'm sure we've given about a half a dozen so far, you can reach us multiple ways. Um, one of which we've discussed a little bit, the Hall of Dogma. That's the main place where we, we have a lot of our interaction. Um, really, it's a lot of folks interacting with one another, which we love. But that's the Hall of Dogma on Facebook. It's a group, facebook.com slash group slash Hall of Dogma. Or save yourself some typing and just go to halldogma.com. Um, we do have a Twitter account that we use periodically. Um, <laughs> Chase likes to um, antagonize atheists, but anyway, at my gospel friends I, on I Twitter, do not. <laughs> I'm really nice to atheists. I love atheists. I'm going to get a shirt that says that. But keep going. At my gospel friends on Twitter, and we also have ways to leave his voicemails if you like. Two oh, five. Hey, let me. Let, oh, please, Josh. Josh Parchman. Yeah. Uh, hey, are you in, coming no, back to this? Let's invite him to leave us a voicemail because I don't. Oh boy, I, I, no, Josh. Call, Josh, you're more than welcome to leave. Josh, a voicemail, call leave us a voicemail and interact with us because if you know, I just. You know, brought you up on the show. So how do you do that, dude? Well, he would call us and leave a voicemail with with not too many cuss words in it because if we have to, if we Added have to a lot, we probably yeah, if we have to beep to out a lot and no one's going to understand. It's going to sound like a, a episode of Deadliest Catch where they're just cussing <laughs> like nineteen words. And I will out be forced to bring back the elevator music. But call us at two zero five five seven five nine seven three five. What if what if Josh happens to be in a foreign country whenever he wants to leave that voicemail, David? And then he could go to speakpipe.com, speakpipe.com forward slash the gospel friends. Correct. And yes. if he were an international liver and he did that, he would almost be guaranteed to get placed, played on the show because one of us at least loves people with Josh, I'm making accents. a vow to you to show that I'm a good sport oh, and boy. that I'm just I'm just kidding around with you. Uh, that uh, if you will call and leave a voicemail, we will play it. Oh, yeah! Don't don't cuss, but or at least not so much that it's going to be obtrusive for me to. Edit. Yeah, yeah, but but beyond that, you can call and it will be your sixty seconds of fame. There you go. Another way to get sixty seconds of fame is to leave us a review on yes. iTunes, especially a good one. We will <laughs> give you a shout out for that. And I do want to give a shout out right now to uh, uh, the Palestinian territories, which. Uh, I kind of keep track of the countries that download the show. We're kind of up to 90 or so, which is a nice number. It's not huge or anything like that, but it's pretty cool. And this week we got our fa- first download from uh, from the Palestinian territories, uh, which I guess is the disputed part of uh, near the Gaza Strip. I also want to give a shout-out to – We should discuss that one day on the show, Israel and whether or not – that would be Christians a good plan. today should support them. I also want to give a shout out to Ian Mackey from Dundee, Scotland, whom we sometimes call Angus, who gave us a great and accurate review on the show uh, of the show a couple of weeks ago on the UK iTunes boards. And I have a two shout outs as well to start off. Number one to Nathan Martin. Shout out to Nathan because he said that he missed me last week being on the show. Oh my! Uh, or not being on the serious? show. Yep. And so Nate, if if you sure if you listen to the show, struggle exactly. as ego. If you listen to the Gospel Friends, I'm not here, and you tell people you missed me, you're in like Flynn as far as a shout out goes. So shout out to Nathan, and also uh, condolences on um, the loss of uh, uh, Jeremiah Martin, since we don't know where he is anymore. And Jeremiah, oh. if you're listening, come back home. I think we've heard from Jeremiah. He called in. I know. I just uh, it was a funny joke from last week, and I wanted to continue the joke. Uh, and also, uh, a shout out to uh, new Hall of Dogma member Don Joy Cope, who joined us this week from London, London, UK. And uh, so, Don, thank More international you. International oh, yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening to the show and for your kind words in the Hall of Dogma. 
Um, and I think she was back in episode in the 20s. So um, we hope you enjoy the ones ahead as you catch up. A uh, buddy of ours that um, was um, hanging out with David and I when we were on vacation last weekend, one Mr. Tom Savage has started listening to the show. Tom. And so I want to give a t- shout out to Tom because he is doing the only admirable thing, and he started at episode zero. Really? And has been powering through. So, is he really? Absolutely. So That's hardcore, He's Tom. actually going to um, hear this in about hear a year. This in, yeah, about 12 months. Well, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Tom is blessed with an interesting profession where he, he probably has – frequent opportunity to listen to audio content if he likes. And so he may catch up sooner than we'd imagine. But um, first of all, if, if you want to not be irritated by some of our, our silliness, not all of it, but listen to it. And anyway, I don't know if it's going to work for you or not, but some of those inside jokes, if you go back and listen to the early shows, there's a few things that developed. One of which being um, the way I knew Tom was catching up on the show was I got a text message from him that just said plorp. And so... <laughs> So that's awesome. Um, Tom anyway. would be a good guy to come have sit in with us one we, day we, and hang out. I've, you know. I've kind of, yeah, you know, thrown that that way. Well, I haven't made him an offer, so to speak, because no. you know I'm not. I'm making him an offer, you know, Tom. Once you hear this, if you want to come hang out with us, yeah. uh, contact me because I'm the filter for who gets on the show and, and doesn't. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. And wow. so, um, wow. so let me know. And let me know how that works for you next. I time, will baby. make it. I will make it happen. Uh, you won't hear this until sometime in 2016, the way you're you're going through the shows. So, all right. Well, that is the most inside baseball uh, introduction to the show we've ever had. I want to assure listeners, especially new ones, we do get to serious matters at some point, but we're not quite there yet. <laughs> oh I, no! This is a, to say. this is a serious matter. It is your time. segment. Yeah. Dude, we okay. have some. We have uh, the Japanese have invented a new device. Oh no! Oh yeah. no! No no! Yeah. The last Japanese device you brought on the show was. Sorts of great controversy. The Japanese have invented a new uh, a new device. Um, uh, This is to uh, I guess if you're sitting in the uh, the hug chair. Yep. One day, if you're sitting in the hug chair and 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 you're wondering how much time you have left in the chair Mm -hmm. before it's time to get up and run to the restroom, the uh, Japanese startup invents wearable device that gives you ten minutes notice before you need to find a toilet. Whoa. Yeah. So you know how, like, have you ever been caught where all of a sudden you realized, I I need to make a run right now? And and you think to yourself, man, it would have been nice if I'd known this about 10 minutes oh, ago. Oh, totally. When I was, like, one and a half, that happened all the time. <laughs> but uh, well, in, not in so much these the days. The Japanese, the Japanese are... Um, you got plenty of buildup? Is that what you're saying, Chase? Not at all. Okay. Yeah, the Japanese are, are ahead of the game here. So they, they have invented, invented a wearable device that will give you a 10-minute 10 10 minute heads up before you're going to have a, uh, a, a, a BM. <laughs> when you say wearable. Well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a wearable device. It, uh, it's going to go right down here around your, um, around your midsection. Um, and... Uh, it, it, they say it could be a godsend for people whose work only allows you like a scheduled break, and so you, you you need to know when you you know need to take that break. So you attach the device to your stomach. It connects to an app on your smartphone. <laughs> of course, it does. <laughs> and the sensors in the device can uh, detect swelling in your intestines. That is amazing. And it sends a notification to your phone. Um, that will uh, give you 10 minutes <laughs> advance notice. How have I lived my life without this device? You were right, David. I doubted you. But when you said you had serious content in this segment, I I was wrong. This is really helpful. Okay, David, help so, me if I'm wrong. Hasn't Chase 
been a proponent of adult diapers before, though? No. It, uh, I thought we had that discussion. Well, we had no. that discussion. That was for the guys who were um, greeting the Pope. Right. And they were asked right. to wear diapers. Uh, I found so that, that story, to, but I don't like it. Uh, so let me ask you guys a question. So here's what I'm thinking. If you uh, you get this app, you're wearing this device, and it's going to send a notification to your phone. Yeah. Well, you know, you can go into your smartphone, and you can choose ringtones for whoever is, is texting you. What would your ringtone be for this particular <laughs> notification coming in? <laughs> well, I mean. What do you think? Something kind of deep and rumbly. Nick, you got any ideas? I can't. None that I could say and not have to edit later. Uh, okay, Hall of Dogma. Throw out some ideas for what your ringtone would be if you had the app that would let you know. Um, what is you this have, product called? You have 10 minutes. Uh, you know what? I don't actually know. Let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, it is priced at $200. <laughs> okay. Dang. I got a serious Oh, question. it's called D-Free. What? D-Free. I don't get it. All right, so I don't we need a theme song. We also need, oh, help me, Lord. A ringtone. Well, we need a theme song, so your ringtone. We also need better marketing for this product. Yeah. You don't, the well, free. they made the show. It doesn't really say why they're, What's a better they're calling it free for this product. That's a good question. What is the reason? Hey, I've got a that? serious question for yeah. you, for both <laughs> of you guys. Um, do you guys? Uh, I would use Back in Black, by the way. That's just the one that's in my head right now. Oh, gosh. Darn. Do you guys not know, you know, a few minutes out, 10 minutes out? Is that a mystery to other members of the human race? Well, I don't know. It just depends. I mean, I guess technically you always know a few minutes out. Sure. I don't I don't get the use case for this thing. But, I mean, an extra 10 minutes to help you find a facility or make an excuse to have to leave or something? I mean. All right. I'm yeah. Just, I'm just – we need to have some off the record discussions about this device because I'm I'm re- relatively intrigued not not because I need it I'm just wondering who would need it. Well, um, now on a on a well, they're talking about like workers in a in a very uh, scheduled environment where you have to you know how do you not know when you're about to have out. to go? What what is that? All right, so what if your break is at two and your device goes off and says, "Up, oh, you got it coming at one one ten." Well, okay, but. Here's the thing. What if you give – so let's say you your body gives you three or four minutes heads up. This would give you an extra 10. Well, does it come with a snooze button? Because <laughs> that would make it worthwhile. <laughs> so you hit snooze and it somehow – Yes. Oh. Gives you gives you some extra time for two hundred dollars. Okay. It should <laughs> it should have some sort of functionality like that. There's actually a, I haven't watched oh, the video, boy. but there's actually a, a promotional video for the device. We gotta post that. <laughs> no, at Hall of Dogma. Uh, we're gonna have to watch it. Uh, we have to watch it at some point. Um, so mm. uh, innovative. That's all innovative. That's a good story. All right, one more. Uh, just as because at the on the Gospel Friends, we always like to make people aware of um, jobs available and careers that are out there. You guys remember? Yeah, we've let people know you can earn uh, X amount of dollars a day making uh, waste deposits. In Vermont, was it? I think it was Connecticut, somewhere like that. Um, do we no talk? Do we talk about Connecticut? Do we talk about going to the bathroom a lot on this show? I, I yes. can't imagine that we don't. Okay, uh, what was the other one that? Um, oh, dog food taster, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, that was one. Okay, you can actually in um, in the UK. So for all of our, you know, Chris Stoddard, listen up. Uh, I don't know who else over there may need a job, um, but you can make sixty. 
$1,000 a year as a... I don't uh, think they pay dollars in the UK. Well, it... Pound it said, sterling, as we've learned. Well, it says $60,000 here in the article. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, but uh, anyway, you can earn $60,000 a year um, as a baby chick sex text tester. So finding out, apparently it's important to know on a baby chicken if they're male or female, and you can make $60,000 a year being someone who tests the little baby chicks and find out and separates them out, male or female. I'd do that. Uh, it will involve you having to squeeze out the, um, their waste and then doing a <laughs> what's wrong with you and doing a small uh, small test uh, right after that. I won't okay. go any further. I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore. It's too late. You already signed up. How how is it that I'm the controversial one for the dog story when every week you bring <laughs> poop stories? Look, I'm not bringing. Uh, they're just out there. I mean, I, I didn't do the one Chris Atwood put in the in the Hall of Dogma about the plane that had to turn around because someone had blown up the bathroom so bad. Did y'all see that one? <laughs> I, I did. I wanted to read it. I forgot to. They blew a, a Nick's asleep, but Nick. That someone blew oh, up. Wait. Someone blew up the bathroom on a seven forty seven so bad that the pilot came on and made an announcement that they were turning back and going to the I, airport. I saw the, that's pretty. Epic. I saw the post. Look, that's, that's look it reminds me of what some of y'all do to the uh, the, <laughs> the pastor bathroom at the church. I've told you guys before. You got to cut out using the pastor bathroom at the church. Well, okay, that's for. It's for what? Number one. It's for only. you. No, it's number one's only. No, it's really not. If you if you simply name it by what people use it for, it is not number one's only. That's the rule. All right. So uh, anyway, if you're in London, Gosh, and I'm a little in the UK, now. and and you want to you want to about what that you have to share your bathroom. Hey, I not yet. I, I have either. an on the spot. Okay, what wait, were what? they thinking? Oh, no. That's a real story. Okay, that that's really fine. Happened. But I have a question. What is not, not Christian about talking about? Having another bathroom. It's it's a it's a it's not an issue that it's unchristian, but it's not necessarily in and of itself Christian. Maybe it's a bit of an over. God de- God designed it. He didn't design this device. Do you think pre-fall <laughs> people? Oh, wait, wait, we were already talking about that. All right, so I was uh, out in Gardendale yesterday. I know we have a lot of Gardendale listeners, um, and Nick's, this is a very quick one. But the noise a, you heard was Nick banging his head on the table. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, this is a, this is a real quick one, but we went to a park um, with some of the teens that were uh, friends with my eldest daughter, and the park was on this road. David, can you read that road name to us? <laughs> it's on uh, Jew Hollow Road. That's right, Jew J E W Hollow Road. There is a road in Gardendale, which is just down the road from us, called Jew Hollow Road. What were they thinking? Um, what does that even mean? I don't know, but it sure does sound kind of offensive, doesn't it? Uh, it does. It does. It I'm does. hoping they had a different. Mine's not as funny because it doesn't have anything to do with the bathroom. Look, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't look. I don't have a website called you know funnybodystories.com. Funnynumberstories.com. <laughs> is it just a Google search? These you are have just saved, out or? here. I, I, I'm interested. I am a I am a tech guy. I don't know if y'all have noticed that. I'm interested in cutting edge technology. Yep. And a wearable device that'll help you know when you're about to go to the restroom is no, I think no, it's no, a no, good no. device. Don't try to church that up. No. I'm not churching it up. Behind that, the scenes I do happen your to know humor, that, your enjoyment of the story has nothing to do with tech angle. It has everything to do with the poop angle. Well we all think that's funny. I mean, you know, just saying. 
By the way, behind the scenes, I know that you get a lot of your <laughs> stories from um, an app. The, yeah. So is your app like kind of toilet related or is it no. just you just pick the toilet related No, it's stories. just an app that finds weird stories from around the world. And uh, What is this app, David? But you can't say it out loud because then no, people would know the stories ahead of time. But y- there is – And there are other sources too. But look, there's a lot of uh, – there's a lot is of stories out there. You should see the stories that don't make it. They're pretty bad? Yeah. Well, I Some imagine. of them are bad. Look, I, I have a filter. I filter out – Non-toilet-related stories. <laughs> what, are we, what else are we doing today? I think we're actually going to have some serious conversations. We never did what's on tap. Uh, I'm doing big deal, little deal, um, and I'm actually going to spring a. I'm going to spring a very difficult topic on you guys. I'm curious what you're going to say. I, I suspect it has the potential to be uh, remarkably controversial. Oh boy! I'm also going to talk about cereal. That'll be less controversial. Um, cereal is going to be less it's controversial. Just, yeah, it's going to be less controversial than another story. Awesome, Nick. What are you going to do today? Uh, probably nothing, but if I get to talk, we're going to talk about somebody trying to st- sell our fair state of Alabama. Whoa. Well, you're listed as first in the show notes. You're going first. Well, yeah, but in the rundown we did before the show started, I was at the end. Oh, oh. I, I missed the rundown. I so who's going, me that's first. So who's going first? I me? thought it was Nick. Is I thought it, it was you? you. All right, let's do paper, rock, scissors. No? What, you and me or you and Nick? You and oh. Nick do it. Okay, ready? I'll judge. Okay. <laughs> okay, I think Nick won it with uh, a bit of a illegal move there. All right, so we're going to do a repeat of rock, paper, scissors. The first one, there was a disqualification. So I'm going to count one, two, three, and, and, and do a better job refereeing. So one. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. One. Wait, are we going of, on three or are we going on four? You shoot on three. Shoot on three. You pound on one and two. Have you never played this game, Rochambeau? One, two, shoot. Okay, you ready? Dang, pull your pants up, brother. One, two. That was the the least coordinated paper, rock, scissors I've ever seen. You two are the whitest guys I know. It was sovereign for Nick to do this because he won both times. Once (laughs) illegally and once legally. So go ahead, Nick. Well, look, I thought you were trying to learn from one Chase Thompson. All right. So I am offended. Someone who hey, I can are know you a of. listener of the Gospel Friends? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I am breathing. Um, all right, so if you know me in real life, that's funnier. Um, I, I am offended though. Um, someone that I don't know their name because their listing has been pulled from eBay multiple times is trying to sell my fair state, and um, it's my state too, really. Well, yes. Um, the bidding for the state of Alabama, all fifty-two thousand square miles, from the, the mountains and north to the loamy soil. Yeah, they're. They're pontificating here. Um, there were about 25 bids on the auction last night. Uh, I hit a whopping high of $202.50. Wait, somebody uh, offered to buy the state of Alabama for $202? Yeah. yeah. Well, Dude, I'd pay that. They they went on to say um, may, maybe it's not the best buy. Um, Love the state for many years, but now that Alabama is subverting federal law by allowing officials to refuse to reform same-sex marriages, it's time to let her go. Uh, frankly, 49 states is enough. Uh, the state uh, became a state on December 14, 1819. They've na- made no recognizable progress since. Um, they go on. Okay. 
hold on, hold on. Uh, it goes on to funny. Goes, goes on to say we are lacking in some education, which I'm not going to going to disagree with here. Um, what you might want to invest a little bit of money in dictionaries, they say, and uh, be warned: a whopping sixty percent of Alabama believes in creationism. Bring a lot of Bibles, and so there's a lot of uh, so the value of the state is 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 lowered according to them due to our religious and biblical it, convictions. It, that seems to be the. Uh, the inference. And so, I could see them saying something like, you know, prime real estate, but you got to deal with Tuscaloosa, so that's going to bring you down. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, um, when when the listing came back up, uh, because there were some hey, questions about the the <laughs> listers' ability to sell the state, they included a certificate of authenticity the second time, and uh, it also um, you get season passes to Alabama football games. Uh, the second go round. That's so, pretty good. Shit, yeah, there you go. So for two hundred two dollars, um, it's a so, so great price. Well, so once yeah, once that value add was made, the uh, the the bids got up to one hundred seventeen dollars. Nice. Before it got pulled. Nice again. <laughs> you know the the thing. Okay, I I get it that you might be an atheist. Who is this that did this? Um, I actually can't find because the the auction's been pushed um, or been pulled. This is a Reddit thing. Actually, I found it on AL dot com this morning. Yeah, so. I saw it, I saw it on AL dot com too. I get that you might be a, an atheist or whatever, but don't try to make it out that our state is a bunch of bumpkins because sixty plus percent of us believe that God yeah. created the world. If you're a theist in any way, shape, or form, you are going to believe in some form of creationism. Yep. Not every Christian is a young earth creationist, although that was a good discussion in the Hall of Dogma recently. Um, but that, that there's the, this, the, many of the most brilliant minds in the world today and the last hundreds of years have believed that God created the world in some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. So that's just silly. That's just um, rampant... Anti-theism based on just utter silliness. I wish I had better words for it. Yeah, some of the some of the tying to you know the state hasn't made progress since eighteen nineteen was formed. That just because it it harkens back to the, the issues of slavery and our lack of progress on that issue, and it just likening that to the the current uh, controversy over same sex marriage. I just I'm not totally comfortable with, and so that stuff's tough for me. Speaking of our fair state of Alabama, I'll give you a little geography thing that, that uh, we sometimes talk about in history class um, where we also mention the presidents and the uh, disorder of where they really are. You can fit over six countries of Israel inside the borders of our fair state of Alabama. That's really? how small Israel is, and yet such a, a great, important country that causes a lot of commotion. Six of them could fit inside of Alabama. That's wild. So what do you guys think if um, if Alabama sold for $202, what do y'all think Mississippi would have went for? <laughs> you know, it's funny. We have a lot more mis- listeners from Mississippi these days than we used to in the early days of the show. We got – really? Yeah, I love Mississippi. Well, I'm just asking. I think a lot of money because there's a lot of good, godly, wonderful people, and it's a beautiful state. Wow. And I'm a big fan. So a bag of powdered donuts? That is uh, – have you named a road in Gardendale Hill here lately? Because you are very offensive <laughs> to some people. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of hey, that might have been a little over the top. Maybe we should edit that. Speaking of At offensive. At this point, I think we're pretty much over offensive cliff. Let's talk about something. I guess so. Let's talk about something not so offensive. Wait a minute. I'm sorry, Nick. Are you done? Uh, apparently. How come you get to go second? I would just like to. I would like to point out that it was your daughter that interrupted the flow this time. So don't get mad at me. Yeah, Mississippi bigot. <laughs> That's your new nickname. 
Can you say that? Marigold, I Mississippi. Just did. Oh. Um, I do. I did notice that you that you brought a man bible this time, which I'm, I'm happy about. A man bible. Yeah. Oh, not the one with the marigold on it. Yep. I was going to talk. Do you want to do your story next, Chase? No, I was just messing. You want to do paper rock scissors to figure no, no, out it's, who's it's good. It's good because I wanted. To, <laughs> I know how to win. <laughs> yeah, you do know how to win. I wanted to talk about something less controversial than poop and Mississippi, and how much it would sell for. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Creflo Dollar. Yeah, that is based on the comments in the Hall of Dogma. That is so totally less controversial. Interesting state. Uh, All right. So uh, this is uh, in the Hall of Dogma this week. Um, and I think Nathan Martin and uh, Aaron Disney are having like a controversy off where they try to see whose uh, stories can get the most comments. Um, last time I looked at this one, it had over 180. But uh, Creflo wow. Dollar, who is the founder of World Changers Church, has launched a new project called uh, G650. <laughs> and as – you okay? It's not – it's, it's not. Cref- I know the theme song. It's but. not Creflo. No. It, it, oh, okay. All right. So he's launched a uh, he's launched a project called uh, G650, and uh, Creflo is encouraging two hundred thousand people to <coughs> donate three hundred dollars or more so that his ministry can purchase a Gulfstream G650 jet. Uh, the uh, current plane that Creflo's ministry uses was built in nineteen eighty four. Continue. Okay. Hey, you might want was, to mute that. Was built in ni- Oh, it's, it's good. Keep was going. built in 1984 and uh, recently experienced some serious technical difficulties and engine failure on a global conference trip um, threatening Creflo's family. And um, so Creflo needs a new jet and um, $65 million is how much the jet will cost and he is asking what song is that? And so he is asking people in in, in uh the uh, you know ministry supporters and people all over the world to donate so he can buy the jet and spread the gospel. And so the question kind of got thrown out there in the Hall of Dogma this week of whether or not this was a uh, you know what we thought and whether or not this was a uh, proper thing for Creflo to ask for. And the post just kind of blew up. Oh, nice! Uh, leaving on a jet plane. Is that, is that John Denver? Nice. Didn't uh, he rest in peace? Didn't he die in a plane crash? Oh, oh! All right. So Creflo, didn't he? I think he did. Really like John Denver. I have several of his albums, dude. I loved him on the Muppets. But I honestly, that just hit me, (laughs) Nick. I'm sorry. So, all right. What about John Denver? Were we discussing? We weren't. We were talking about Creflo Dollar. Oh, Creflo Dollar. Okay. Had you got to the part of the show where you ask us our opinion, or were you still kind of setting the stage? Uh, let, I'm just going to – I have actually a uh, you know direction that I want to go here. So this is kind of where I saw people in the hall landing. Um, there were people who no pun were – Yeah. <laughs> there, were, <laughs> there were people wow. who um, – this is how you – this is how you get – Chase, get the uh, – the moniker on the show of the uh, the wise old man on the hill. Oh, I'm, I'm thinking that because yeah. you just allow Nick and I to do all the dirty work. Well, we know the truth behind the scenes. Yes, yes. When you are in charge, yeah, we know what happens. People, yeah. people saw what really what you're really like last week. Oh, yeah, they they but, heard some sort of edited story with a bunch of stuff okay. added in and mu- elevated yeah, music. So oh, it was added. 
The uh, let me release the full transcript. So, so the Hall of Dogma kind of was back and forth. There were some people who felt like, look, Creflo's, um, Creflo's being a crook, and he he this is over the top. This is extravagant. Shouldn't be asking people to buy him a jet. Um, people not too fond of his um, gospel presentation anyway. I don't know a lot about Creflo Dollar, but he definitely falls, my understanding, in the camp of prosperity teaching. But I need to say up front, I don't think I've ever heard the man teach. Uh, so if you know, if I'm going on what I have heard, not on personal firsthand knowledge, uh, I do think he's the guy that went on CNN or somewhere a couple of years ago and tried to talk about the fact that Jesus was rich. Um, mm. I don't know if you That's remember tough. that. But, I do remember that. But he tried to uh, make the case that Jesus was actually very wealthy, and um, and therefore for us to live like Christ, we would also, you know, we we would also aspire to be wealthy. I believe is what I heard him say, uh, something along those lines. But um, I actually did see that uh, or hear that personally. But on the other side, there were people in the hall who just said, "Look, it's not our call whether or not this is extravagant, and if you start getting into." Uh, what ministry should buy or not buy, um, we are setting ourselves up in a position that um, that is not ours to set ourselves up in. And so uh, just I thought because there was so much con- conversation in the hall that we should take it upon ourselves to dissect this issue a little <laughs> bit as well. So, um, you know, kind of going on those same angles in terms of is this a you know, what about televangelists? What about people who get on television, ask people for money for their ministry? Is it our place to say whether, you know, they should do this or not? Um, and what is too extravagant or not extravagant? Um, so, uh, Captain, you want to go You want to go first? I can go first. Okay. Uh, I will say I have a little bit of fear and trembling, but I, I'm going to give you an unequivocating opinion, and that is this is utter crap. Uh, this is dangerous. Well, this is, Chase will be on the couch tonight. I guess so. This is anti-gospel if she listens to the show, which yeah, she yeah. doesn't always. But she won't hear it tonight, so you're safe tonight. But Monday. Yes. Well, she didn't call, him, he didn't call her an idiot. True. No, well, I would never do that. Um, this Unless is, you're preaching? No, I didn't call her an idiot. It was uh, him. Yeah, but you said her. Oh, oh my bad. I meant yeah. him. Sorry. I, if you I, call I, your wife an idiot, you're on the couch. What I really was thinking about is there is one of our listeners at Journey of Tw- Chuck on Twitter who will get you with the the carp word because she listens in the car oh oh the oh yeah yeah well i have to be careful of that i apologize uh no talking about fish um move forward this is utter or the warning system anti-biblical garbage and it is not a matter and look i i'm not the judge of the man i don't know his heart but um this is as is clearly egregious and anti-scriptural, and we are not only allowed to make a call on that, but we are supposed to make a call on that. Um, again, don't know his heart. Let, let me just kind of uh, read First Corinthians 5 to you. Paul says, I wrote to you in a letter not to associate with sexually immoral people. I do not mean the people of the world or the, gre- uh, or the greedy or swindlers or idolaters. Otherwise, you would have to leave the world. But now I am writing you not to associate with anyone who claims to be a believer who is sexually immoral or greedy, an idolater or verbally abusive. 
a drunkard or a swindler. Do not even eat with such a person. For what business is it of mine to judge outsiders? Don't you judge those who are inside. But God judge, judges outsiders. Put away the evil person from among yourselves. Look, we have a calling to make a right judgment on people inside of the body of Christ. We don't know their motivations. We don't know their hearts. But again, like say First Thessalonians 5.21 – Test everything, hold fast what is good. This is not good. This is not godly. This is not Christ-like ministry. Jesus had no place to lay his head. I'm not saying we have to be in permanent poverty. I'm not saying we can't drive a nice car. I'm saying this is obviously egregious. If there is such a thing as greed, this is greed. This Gulfstream 650 is a $65 million plane. It is, it is the nicest private jet or one of the nicest private jets you can have. The uh, Again, I don't know the mindset, but does the body of Christ need to spend $65 million plus upkeep, plus insurance, plus gas to send Creflo around the, around the world sharing the gospel? And the answer is no. That in and of itself betrays a tremendous arrogance that we need to sh- spend that kind of money to get an American – Overseas, because he's the only one capable of sharing the gospel. Now, look, I'm totally fine and great and and wonderful to send people overseas, but you don't have to spend $65 million plus. I I don't know. I imagine the upkeep on one of these things is in the millions of dollars per year. There are planes that take people places. I understand why the president might have his own jet. Um, Evangelists do not. And I could I could rant even more, but but again I, I find this this so egregious. Not knowing his heart, it could be a simple uh, mistake of some sort. But this is so egregious as to be First uh, Corinthians five worthy that we should not even associate with somebody like this. If there is such a thing as greed, this is greed. That's pretty strong. Well, that is, and and so here's here's where you know when I first saw it, um, a lot of my uh, experience with Creflo Dollars Ministry is in, how shall we say, um, targeted YouTube clips of sermons going, see, this is why we shouldn't like this cat. Um, and it's and it's people with an agenda um, that post stuff on YouTube. And as we talked time and time again on the show, I can make any of us sound like we should be kicked out of the church if I edit the video right, or if I if I find that one part in your sermon. Or you could you know, play a podcast or something. <laughs> Look, I was going to make it a little more difficult on somebody, um, but but if you if you find the right statement in the right context, you can make anybody look just about however you want to, especially with what's available in the media. And so when I first saw this story, it, it did ring to me as like, oh great, another you know prosperity guy who is he even a you know a believer? Or is he just you know this is the product he's selling? And he's using it to get you know that cynic in me rose up and um, and I kind of went all right cynical Nick, um, which is my other alter ego I'm from Nuclear Nick. I went back up and then I, the p- question I posed to myself was: Would this irk you as much? Um, we're all pretty big David Platt fans. Just took over the International Mission Board. Just didn't take her. I'm sorry. He just got elected president of it. And so if the International Mission Board bought one of these planes um, so that their staff had the ability to to get to their locations quick without having to wait on flights and do this and da-da-da-da-da, would anybody throw the red flag out of us quick um, if it was for an organization we trusted and a dude we liked? Or or is this a little bit of you know piling on a dude that we already 
feel sketchy about. Well, I think that's a great question for me. That's a great question. I want to go back to you, Chase, and ask that. Is is uh, your passion that this is a, uh, an egre- egregious error, um, even to the point of uh, perhaps not having something to do with him? Is this is this uh, is this based on you know? Would you apply that to any ministry, any person? And I'm genuinely asking this because I'm curious. It, it, would you apply that to any, any ministry in person, or is this because it's it's of someone who we question whether or not their gospel message is worth spreading? Um, so, in other words, if if this was if this was a you know a, a piper or someone we have great respect Killer. for, um, and, and we, you might could say, well, they would never do this, and that's fine. But I, I'm asking if it was someone. Utmost respect for, because quite honestly, I don't, I don't know what, I don't know what Piper flies around. In. I don't think he's got his own jet, but I don't know what desire <laughs> in God has bought. Um, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what, um, or, you know, RC Sproul or, you know, any of those guys travel in when they travel. They might just buy a plane ticket, but you get the feeling those guys it, don't travel it, coach. I'm sorry. Is it the is it the person or is it the act of buying a plane that expensive or is it or is it asking the public to support it and fund it it's asking the public to support it and fund it it's uh for instance if david platt came out and said hey we we need a 65 million dollar plane to fly me around uh so so that we can spread the gospel yes same same conclusion now i wouldn't necessarily say you know we can't even eat with him um and, and so maybe you're getting me to rethink my statement just a little bit, but uh, I would say that to, to do something like that, yeah, I think it does. It, let me put it to this. Let me moderate slightly what I said. I think it rises to the level of greed such that a a biblical Christian should really wrestle with the issue of First Corinthians five, the command not to eat with such a person. Let me let me lay, lay a number on you. All right, so the plane's sixty five million. The upkeep on a plane like that. Uh, insurance, gas, uh, pilots, staff, all that. Let, let's just be conservative and say fifteen million. So we're talking about you know eighty million or so. The the entire budget for the International Mission Board for two thousand fifteen is three hundred one million dollars. That supports five thousand plus missionaries, five thousand five hundred missionaries overseas plus staff here in America. Okay. At you know roughly four times as much as what's going to be spent on an airplane, um, and, and you know that's just the airplane. That's not taking the gospel there. That's not you know the, all the expenses associated with that. That's just the airplane. Um, I imagine if the uh, if a third of the IMB budget was uh, airplane related, like as in one airplane related, that would be that would be devastating. That would be uh, unbelievably unwise. So what? If, money. And I guess so. And I guess that goes back to I'm maybe clarifying David's point. If if I'm hitting it wrong, catch me. But I mean, so what if it was a, a thirty million dollar plane? Would that be okay? Or a ten million dollar? You're plane? asking I mean, the question. At what point is it okay? I guess. I, yeah, I mean, because I, I guess if it's at if what it's point the does it amount, go over from greedy to? So because that's you know, the thing. It, uh, somewhere I can see. I can see somewhere a plane. south of sixty million. <laughs> That's the thing. I can see for a ministry like that, that travels on the scale that they do, and so that's why I'm trying to generalize it out. But a, a ministry that travels internationally regularly, I can see them having a dedicated vehicle for that. Just who like, are you talking about? The uh, International Mission Board. I'm, I'm generalizing. Oh, okay. I'm just, generalizing just out to traveling okay. people who do international travel for 
Lord willing ministry work, I can see having to get a dedicated vehicle for that. Just like, you know, our church, church well, it's an interesting state right now, but our church has why? a van for ministry. Oh, sure. Okay. So why would you need a dedicated vehicle for that? I don't know. How I don't could get to fly you possibly, often, how, how could you possibly, possibly justify the cost benefit analysis of having a private jet versus taking uh, a plane? I mean, is Creflo dollar overseas that much? Well, and so maybe four I, times a well, year. Well, that's and that's why I generalize well, out to international mission because if you've got if you've got a staff of people that are constantly doing international travel and and they're traveling in you know me, we'll say medium groups and so you can travel the whole staff at one time you know almost at a moment's notice not having you know there's a little bit of convenience that comes into it but with convenience comes efficiency of budgeting and you know you know not having to miss so many flights and da 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 da. I could see the need for a ministry to have a plane. Um, now, again, you, when you start saying, "Well, it's the top of the line Gulfstream," I start going. Well, my that, point is harder to sell. But, but no, I mean, I think that's you could make. See, that's the that's the problem that I, I think we get into. You could make a, a a benefit cost analysis of buying a new jet and saying, "Okay, here's here's the the life of what we expect this jet would receive." Um, you know, lifespan. Um, here's, the cost, their, here's the cost of upkeep. I'm just saying in general you yeah. could do this. And so if this thing's going to last us, uh, you know, X number of decades and this is the cost over those decades versus if we rented a, a plane for all of the trips that we took. I mean, you know, you might could reach the conclusion that over the long term it's it's more cost effective to buy your own. I, I, don't, I, I don't know. I'm just saying that that may be that may be possible. What this is what makes me nervous, and, and, and throwing you know my cards on the table. I don't, I'm not a Creflo fan, um, and that's part of what makes me nervous because I know I'm not a Creflo fan. And I think we've talked about on the show before is that sometimes we give pass, passes to the people we like, and so I wonder if this was a Piper or if this was a Platt, if if you know there would be as much um, uh, hostility toward it. Um, you know, I'm not a not a Creflo fan, and so someone and I haven't seen anyone. Someone might just stand up and say, "Well, I think that's too much money to spend on somebody who's going to spread a gospel that's not a true gospel." But you know, if we start getting into, you know, it's like it's yes. I mean, I do believe when you're a teacher and you're a leader, you are going to be judged more harshly more strictly the bible says that that god will judge those who are teachers more strictly there appears to be a different um <laughs> that nick's backing up a truck over on his side of the table but there's a there's a a more a, a maybe a different type of judgment that will be used or or different standards against those who teach according to the word and so i i do i, I do think that you know, as as people are leaders, they they're in the spotlight. They can ex- expect that. And quite honestly, I think Creflo going on and asking, "We want two hundred thousand people to give three hundred dollars," and it just seems over the top. It just seems like, wow, that's you know, that's um, that just seems so excessive. But we've also seen ministries get in getting in trouble because they took funds that had already been given to them and bought. And in other words, they didn't ask for a special offering or fund, but they just took funds that had already been invested in their ministry, bought a plane or something like that. And then they show up on an expose about how they spend their money. My, my question just becomes at what point 
I mean, how do we determine what's excessive? How, how do we determine what's too much? How do we determine? Well, there's no because there's it's no set line. But let me ask you this: Well, when there's no set line, what do you do? How how a do you have something has an to affair. stand on? A pastor has an affair. Okay, uh, oh sleeps boy. with another woman that's not his wife. Is he that, shouldn't have done that. Does it disqualify him? Whoa, say it again. A pastor has an affair uh, with somebody that's not his wife. A sexual affair, does it disqualify him? This is not a question you should have to think about. Does it disqualify him? Yeah, so does it disqualify him permanently no, or no, no. in that moment? In, in that moment. Yes. Yes, it does. Absolutely. In that moment. A, a pastor has a lustful thought um, oh, towards boy. another woman. Does that disqualify him? We I think sure the answer is no. <laughs> or we should we sure hope not. <laughs> Absolutely. But I understand there's a there's an area somewhere between having an affair and having a a lustful sinful thought that there's an area somewhere between those two things that can get to the point of disqualification. I think this is again this is so egregious it it, it is if there is such a thing as greed this is beyond that line to where it's it's unquestionably beyond that line. Okay, but <clears throat> I, I get that, but greed greed's not a number. Let me ask this, could you make $100 a week? And be extremely greedy. Uh, sure, absolutely. Okay, so I don't think greed is necessarily um, based on a dollar figure. I'll grant you that. Okay, so I, I don't. I just get nervous. Like somebody posted That's a the good hall, point. Someone posted in the Hall of Dogma about how much trouble Dave Ramsey, uh, the the bad press he's gotten. Dave Ramsey recently bought a multi million dollar home in Tennessee, and he he got attacked by. Um, I think conservatives and non-conservatives alike about for buying a home. Well, he's not a pastor. He's not doing it on the back of donations. But he does it based on he gets his money from it, he gets his money from his ministry and from donations to his ministry from Christians. He is a marketed to church type type guy. I mean, is he a nonprofit? I, I could I be know. wrong there. I don't know. Uh, they did Steve Furtick in up in um, yeah, I struggle with that. North Carolina bought a huge home. People were flying planes over the house, taking pictures of it and putting it up on the news. I just, I mean, I understand that when you become a, you know, an internet or a, a media celebrity pastor, if you will, or figure, and you're making money off the gospel, I do think you should be judged and you should, you know, things should be looked at. But my, I guess my question is, 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 what I would like to see is people who are close to the individual, who some people to have authority, like a board or something like that, elders, over an individual and helping them make those decisions. And I realize some people would probably disagree with that, but I, I just I I'm nervous when all of us on the outside who don't have any type of interaction with the ministry or this individual. We're so quick to say, well, that's that's just wrong. Well, I, but why is it wrong? I mean, it's hard to it's hard to point at a dollar figure from a biblical stance. The Bible says, "Don't be greedy," but that's not a dollar figure. You can be greedy making no money at all, mm-hmm. or just very little. Um, so, how do you know when it's crossed the line if it's just a dollar figure amount? You know, not only that, but is it and is it based on the individual? You know, is it based on? Um, the 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 person and whether or not we like the message. I, 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 I mean, just, are we asking it, it the question here? Nervous. All right, like Pastor Johnson gets drunk one night a week. Is he a drunkard? If he got drunk two nights a week, is he a drunkard? At some point, we have to be able to say. 
Pastor Johnson has a significant problem and he's disqualified from ministry, even though it's a little bit complicated to say, well, you know, he just gets drunk once every month. Uh, but this this thing with Creflo, and I don't know his heart. I'm not terribly familiar with his ministry, but I believe this is an easy thing to say. This is disqualifying. This man is a charlatan. He has gone way beyond Jesus. I, I don't know about his salvation. Um, he could very well be a misguided believer, but he is doing wrong. He is fleecing the body of Christ. At the, the most charitable thing we could say is that his use of money is colossally unwise. It, it is unbelievably unwise. But you and I don't That's know. That's the what, most charitable thing you, we could say. How do you know? Well, you and I don't know what he does with his money. You you don't. I mean, honestly, you do not I know don't, what he does with the money that comes into his church or his ministry. Uh, that you is and true. I do not and and so, again, we're, we're in relation. You know, we, we, we know a pastor that's down the road. He gets drunk once a week, you know. Uh, I just think we have to be able to have we the do? ability. No, no I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm speaking uh, hypothetically. I, I think we have to have the ability to, to uh, as ministers of the gospel, as leaders in the body of Christ, to be able to point to something like that, this and say this is wrong. This is wrong. This I, is against God. It is unwise. It's wrong. And, and I, I know we got to move on. And I'm not. I, I, look, you may be right. I'm just asking the question: How do we know? What, on what basis do we say it's wrong? On what basis? I I know the verses, but the verses are not giving us dollar figures. If someone had given him the plane, do you think the verses should give us dollar figures? I'm saying that I'm nervous when when it's how would they account for inflation? When it's a gray area. It, if someone had given him the plane, if someone just came up and just given him a plane, would that be a? Would you have an issue with that? I, I might, because I'll, I'll tell you this: a Gulfstream six hundred and fifty costs an average of over seven thousand dollars per hour to operate while it's in the air. Now think about that: you fly from uh, Memphis to Birmingham; it takes you a little over an hour. You have to figure out how to justify a $7,000 cost just to get that plane from here to there. Mm. Uh, or you can spend uh, – or you can get, I don't know, 20 people, 30 people from Birmingham to Memphis, uh, just speaking hypothetically, um, on a regular jet, even maybe even first class for that kind of money. Okay, I, and I look, that's reasonable. I, I hear, and, and maybe your, that's your argument is – we should go with what is common sense reasonable. That's not my argument. Well, I then, love you, but I think you're defending the indefensible here. I think it's okay Mom, for, uh, for us to – no, no, no. We're not no, arguing. Not, I'm not mad. I think it's okay for us to say this is wrong. I think, in fact, it's incumbent but upon you do us realize, to say this is wrong. But you do realize somebody could come into the Hall of Dogma Church, which we have a budget of – What we have. Uh, yeah, very, very, very small budgets, not 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 huge by any sense. You realize someone could come in here and easily point the finger at us and say, "You guys spend too much money on building upkeep. You you guys spend way too much money on. We sure don't do that. <laughs> no, no. You guys spend too much money on salaries. You guys spend too much money on. We've had people question our budget. In fairness. We have we've mm-hmm. had people do that, and at some point it becomes well. On what grounds do you say that? One person, what one person says is wrong for someone to do in the body of Christ in the management of money is completely different from what someone else says. And, and ha- that's my question is, before we take such strong stances, 
What do we base it on? How do we say that? I know we should not be greedy. No, a, a minister should be above reproach. And maybe that's oh, the, you know, there's one th- there. Maybe that is some of that is that's the the intel. Um, but but at some point, even a minister being above reproach, somebody could have donated them a plane. You still seem to be saying you would still feel difficult with that. Well, that's where, what they're asking for. They're asking for people to donate them a plane. But I'm saying somebody could donate them a plane without them asking. And, and then I would say, look, and if just, Creflo Dollar Ministries doesn't immediately liquefy that fl- plane and sell it, I'm not saying give all the money to poor, although it would probably be best, but uh, knowing that ministry – um, but but if if somebody donated okay, us that right a sixty five million knowing that plane, ministry yeah see that's and to me due respect that's to me the hang up for you it seems is that it's it's both but yeah that's definitely part of it but and that's where I and I'm I'm going back to what I said ten minutes ago fifteen twenty at this time but I don't think we'd have as much hang up if it was somebody we trusted. But I think there's – for a lot of people in the circles we run, there's a distrust of Creflo Dollar. And I'm not saying it's not warranted. Um, I would struggle if it was somebody ra- who was trusted, but, but you know, maybe raise not your so hand if you think it's okay for an international missions organization to own a plane. I mean, it, is that okay? I think all of us would go, well, if it's a reasonable plane, I, you know, depending on how they're using it, when you do cost-benefit analysis of how many people travel, how often, to where – Time savings, da, 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 there would come a point where none of us would go, yeah, sure, they can own their own plane. Um, but it starts to go, what kind of plane with what kind of upkeep? And, and those become relative questions. And um, that, that's, and that, that's where, look, I'm, we need to move on, and that's fine. I mean, we're, I, you may be right. I mean, I, I, I'm not, you know, we have, a, we have a disagreement on the issue. You may be right, and I have I have a feeling that most of the people who listen to the podcast are probably going to fall in 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 that camp and and take that uh, take that stance on it. But I and I'm not giving any definitive answers either. I'm just saying I do believe a pastor and a minister should be above reproach. I don't. I'm not a fan of going on television and asking for the money. Um, I, I it seems excessive, and and I I think it's it, it certainly seems wrongheaded, and and I. I I can go there. But at the same time, you know, there's there's a place where I see Romans 14, uh, 4, say, Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. That, I realize that passage does not, I don't believe that passage excludes us from any type of making a judgment um, on someone in the body of Christ or, or trying to hold them accountable. But at the same point, there there, there comes a, a line for me where you go, you know what, that doesn't seem right to me, but I don't know their heart. I don't know, and, and ultimately, i got to let God sort that out And I'm because I don't know that I'm in the place to say that's right or wrong. And, and that that's just kind of where I'm coming from. I was getting nervous because it, you know, it seems to be a matter of, Dollar figures and in in money and you know I just think what would you call Creflo Dollar out for? I, I honestly don't know him. Again, no, no I mean I, like what? Give me a hypothetical thing that uh, oh, just any pastor, Pastor Jones might do. What would you call him out for? Oh, look, there's all types of um, having a parking space at the front of the building that says, you know. Pastor so and so, their special parking space that 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 bugs me. That bugs me too. That this seems like a lot worse than that. 
<laughs> you didn't see that coming? No, I knew he was setting me up, and it's fine. No, no, that's it's not fine. right. I didn't it's think fine. you would say something like that. It's I'm fine. saying, okay, for instance, what what if uh, there's abuse of a child involved? By the way, that, that bugs me because it seems extremely prideful. It so. does me too. Abuse of a child. Yeah. And absolutely. Call him out for but that. But that's not scriptural, that uh, an elder is disqualified for abusing a child. I, I think if you look at the scripture of managing your household well, um, beating your children into submission and not for discipline kind of violates that. I agree. And I think if you look at the scripture of First Corinthians 5 about being greedy and such, this kind of violates that. Unquestionably, even though you can't definitively prove it from a point-to-point logic statement. I don't think you can I think say it. I think it just fails the test. Hey, look, I Pornography is another one. What if a pastor not just looks at pornography, and that's actually a good question. What if a pastor uh, owns a pornographic website and makes money off of it? Not Uh, biblical that they should be disqualified, but surely we can see in Scripture that's disqualifying. Yeah, I think you're you're, – I, I know what you're trying to say. I just stretching an argument. I'm sorry. I don't so, think so. Here's what I do. Here, you can't. You can't say he. I just. You can't say he's greedy because he's asking for sixty five million dollar jet. You can say, say he's unwise, but you don't know his heart. You would have to know his heart. I don't to know, know his greedy. heart. Their last I don't know jet his heart, was in service for close to two decades. I think. It, just if for I had the power, context. I don't have the power, and, and God does. And you might ask the question: Why hasn't God disqualify him? But if I had the power, I would disqualify him on the spot. It would be done. And uh, so hey, there you go. I think I, I think we Christians have an explanation, have an explanation to the world and to the poor and to the people that are being fleeced in the in the flock uh, for this kind of thing. I, I think we have to explain why we haven't been more proactive, I guess, not in fussing about it or in condemning, but doing something about this kind of fleecing the flock. This gets me. Then let's, you know. You and I agree on so much of uh, so much in that regard, but my point is it, what is making me nervous is everyone like we're becoming the police because we can start that we can go down that road about we we owe it to the poor, but let's we got to start pointing our finger at mega churches that spend. X amount of their budget on their grounds or building bigger churches, and then you start into – And they, that's they, where I probably would start to agree with your argument. They I would say, well, build it's hard a, to tell. They shouldn't build a bigger church. They need to – well, but who – again, that, that's where part of that Romans 14 starts nagging at me. And I start going, I got to – that's not the way I would do it. My family wouldn't go there, but at some point just got to – I, I don't know. I can't say for definitive sure that God is displeased with that. And, and you say Romans 14, and I say that this is a, a definitive example of greed. All right. That there may be others that Romans 14 would definitely cover. You and I don't disagree a lot, so this, this, is, this has been good. It's good for us. So okay. let's, hey, just, uh, let's finish up with Big Deal, Little Deal. Well, I want to lighten the mood real quick. Um, David, good news for you. Yep. Uh, Nathan added his wife Mandy to the hall, so you can stalk her now. Oh. Do we need to pause the podcast a little bit for you to do that? Dan? He actually posted me and said, uh, "Now I can handle it while you're talking." Is that is is pastors stalking other people's wives? No, we've raised that issue before. Is you're just going to use the Romans 14 shield on everything? Define stalking. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay, all right. Well, the elders <laughs> meeting tonight is going to go pretty bad, I'm afraid, because if it goes at all, because y'all are going to be late. True story. Oh, they've been married for 14 and a half years. Congratulations, Mandy. Oh, my. That is awesome. Okay. Um, Oh, they went to Texas. 
Chase starts uh, saying, I'm, 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 "I'm struggling. I'm struggling for words in the midst of the stalking happening right in front of me, and I'm trying to look on scripture. Is there scripture against stalking on Facebook? And I'm not finding any." Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? All right, guys, well, uh, we had a brief pause to discuss show things and uh, pulling back the curtain a little bit. After uh, that extended fight between David and I when he is uh, defending passionately word faith teachers, I don't think we – hey, don't throw <laughs> at me. I mean stuff at me. Um, I, don't, uh, I don't think we have time to do big deal, little deal today. Because we got kind of a heavy, heavy topic Tick in there. Mark one. So <laughs> when you say when you say a, a, a wordy nerd, four more times you're disqualified. Look, I said I suggest that word is in the Bible. Wordy nerd. Go ahead. As such, in the Greek, but you know that's just me. That argument Look, hasn't gotten me very far in the past. Some of the Greek language seems to be very uh, colorful. It, look, that's what I always say too. And and you know, hey. my Certain spouses don't agree with that sort of thing and think a preacher should talk not colorfully. Maybe they're wiser than me. But anyway, so we'll do big deal, little deal next week, and I'm not bitter, sad, or mad, or anything like that. Hey, hashtag free chase. There you go. I'm looking forward to the the support we're going to get in the next few shows, the influx of cash from uh, Creflo Dollar and other word oh, faith ministers oh. that are now on the ally side. I'm not mad about again? that either. Why did they hit record again? So David, are you going to do listener feedback? Yeah, I'm going to do some uh, listener feedback. I understand some... we have an email from Benny Hinn. <laughs> or is that a personal one to you? I uh, That's uh, just to me. Uh, Benny and I just want to make sure to, the deposit went through. Benny and I were supposed to have lunch this week, and we were just solidifying uh, which place. He's he's uh, actually um, getting some uh, donations from listeners to pay for the lunch. So Where are you all eating? Uh, someplace expensive. Yeah. Well, now, that's egregious, is which is egregious disqualifying. To if we need to eat at McDonald's so that we can stay saved. According that to would be better uh, and safer. Yes. Um, all right. So listener feedback. um Coming at us from the Twitter as David, <laughs> I love listening to David draw out his words so draw he finds the out and out like he's looking at his phone, looking for something good. This hey, the Eric Lopez one about uh, Barnabas Piper. That's pretty funny. Uh, Chris Stoddard. After um, this is going back for a couple weeks now hey, that's because a great I wasn't picture here. You posted in the Hall of Dogma, I wasn't here to. Um, I wasn't here to give uh, listener feedback last week, and I think you guys skipped it. But uh, Chris thought uh, I had too much caffeine after the last show because he said, I hope Dave is taking a rest in a darkened room today. He was definitely drinking too much coffee, so I don't imagine what he's going to think after uh, the show today. Um, Let There Be Movies, at Let There Be Movies on Twitter, actually gave some uh, encouraging scripture regarding pre-fall flatulence. <laughs> from the Gospel Friends American Revised Translation. So behind the behind the the studio door, watching David kind of check his mental thesaurus for what word he could use there. Can I give you guys that one more time, uh, just so y'all y'all write it down in case you this the Gospel Friends American Revised Translation. Gospel Friends, Gospel Friends American. Yeah, that would be the. Um, oh, I get it. There's a an art in there. Yeah, there's right? a G O F art. Oh, that's another word that I'm not allowed to use. Which I thought was uh, pretty uh, pretty funny there. Uh, so, did you see um, uh, Jor- Jordan Lawfer uh, mentioned to us that um, after listening to episode 40, he may or may not be a Russian assassin, but uh, we won't know until it's too late. 
so okay. if y'all remember, we called him. Yeah, That's not we called him out. By the way, have y'all seen this week that uh, Putin was missing from Russia for a week? No one had seen him. Well, he has the flu. Are you sure? Uh, well, no, I'm just guessing. Are no, you just guessing? <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> wow. I guess Jordan May can tell us. Awkward. awkward. Uh, at uh, at Funky Stickman on Twitter, really enjoyed the um, the uh, permaculture discussion from last week. We've gotten some good feedback on the permaculture discussion. Tom Savage, we did indeed. Told yeah. me he was just listening to that on his way home. Uh, so, gotten a few. Uh, uh, Funky Stickman said, "Agriculture is more than just chemistry. Yes, you can't GMO one piece of a puzzle and expect nothing else to be affected." So uh, that was a good segment and good episode from last week. Eric Lopez at Big Easy 3737 actually on Twitter suggested to Barnabas Piper that he check out the Gospel Friends because we did not make Barnabas' uh, top five podcast that he Shocked listens to, now. which I cannot believe. Uh, but um, Funny. Uh, if uh, And you promised, Eric, a, a true box of cereal if he can get Barnabas to listen to the show. Yeah, and he said your kids could eat it, so... <laughs> well, I mean, he said your kids could eat the box. Let's be real clear. Well, he said your kids could eat the box of cereal that I promised I'm to him. I'm not surprised. That was being nice. Okay. All of the uh, volatility coming against the uh, Rev Verbage. Pamela, at Pamela. Rev Verbage, hashtag at, word fate. At Pamela Casanova said, as a teacher, I appreciated the talk about moralism and gospel over rewards. And she asked, actually asked us how we would apply that in a classroom setting. Uh, Nick, you want to take that? You're the husband of a teacher. Sorry, I was checking Twitter. What happened? So you weren't listening at all. Okay. I sold out. I'm sorry. Uh, so maybe we could answer Pamela's question at some point. Can you repeat um, the question? That's actually a really What's good question. question. She Pamela. listened to the episode uh, from a few episodes back where we talked about um, raising our kids not to be moralists. Oh, boy. But with the gospel. And she's a teacher. And so she asked, how would you apply those concepts in a classroom um, uh, where you are, um, you know, not teaching um, moralism through rewards, but well, grades uh, actually, are the ultimate moralism. Now, if the teacher yeah, pay people for grades, that's how it worked in my house growing up. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's good advice, Chase. I so. said no, 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 I didn't say it's good. I'm just saying that's the ultimate moralism. I, I guess you it, contrast that with grace in the gospel. I, I will say this: look in the, in the classroom. I mean. What what Lisa is able to to do or not do in terms of that is is pretty pretty limited. I you know, luckily the I don't know the school district she's in the area she's in she's able to she has a little bit more freedom than than some teachers I have heard about. But I mean, there is no gospel presentation in the school for her; it just doesn't exist. And so the the interaction she tries to have with kids like that are ex- really are extracurricular. It's not around the curriculum. It's it's tough. Well, let me ask you this. Does she actually get in trouble for – would she get in trouble for sharing the gospel with students outside of school hours, uh, not on school property? I, I'm sure if the right parent pushed it, she could um, because could, if she's leveraging her relationship with the child as their teacher. I bet you're probably okay with that, huh, David? <laughs> I love that I was a set. My, my wife's ability to minister was a setup for Jason's joke. I actually, I need to check. Uh, it wasn't really. I was serious. I need to check with Creflo and see what he says I should say. Well, what I about a, disagree uh, on the diamond phone? Hey, Pamela, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, that was probably a serious question. Thank you Look, for teachers, the, thank you teachers for the have a tough job. Yeah. Believing teachers have a tough job mm-hmm. in that regard. And, I, and all of our still in society, it's, it's something that my wife navigates through every day. But honest to goodness, she... 
we have talked about um, not because of the community, but because of administrative reasons. We've talked about her leaving the school system. She's in a time or two, and she does not want to leave because she wants to try to be, even with her limited ability to necessarily share the gospel, but but the kids, she tries to live her life in front of the kids in, in a way that honors the Lord without necessarily being evangelistic. And she doesn't want to take even that little bit of light away from that community. You know? I tell you what, serious note. Uh, one of um, well, a close, you know, uh, one of my closest friends and a friend of all of us, uh, Josh, who is an occasional listener of the show, not Josh Dean, who was here last week as co-host, but another Josh is actually a teacher um, at a middle school here in town, and probably um, has an incredible ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, he uses his teaching job as a ministry, and just as you guys were talking about that, I think it'd be extremely interesting to have him on one day and talk about good. how he uses a, uh, a very secular position to uh, spread the gospel, and how he ministers to uh, his students, and some of the cool things that, that he does using that platform. Yeah. So. But even his has it to be a lot of extracurricular, that's the thing. That's true, but there are things that I know that he does um, that um, you know are helpful um, in you know kind of making it known to the students in the class. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm here, and if you need me, I'm here. And and uh, I think they pretty much all know where he stands. Um, That's interesting, you know. In in uh, so anyway, uh, interesting. Uh, might be interesting to have him share some of those things one day on the show. Uh, also. Um, so earlier we gave the uh, shout out to uh, Dawn, and uh, this is Dawn Joy Cope. This was her uh, comment to us over um, Hall of Dogma. Hello, thank you for allowing God to bless through you in the podcast. Um, and Dawn, you're welcome for today's episode, which I know is a blessing for making us laugh and think about theology and the world around us in well, new ways. Plenty to think about. It is really encouraging, encouraging that all of us on the Facebook and the Twitter. Nice callback. Can be yes. a part of what God's doing through you. My mom, happy days, D-A-I-Z. And I really enjoy the friendly atmosphere in the podcast and are often in hysterics having to pause frequently to catch our breath and re-listen to what <laughs> oh, we've boy. missed. That's just like Josh Parchment. He does the same thing. I've just finished listening to episode 22. I'm still getting over the Japanese chair and the Facebook-like hug jacket thing. Oh, I forgot about that. The Japanese come up with such cool You forgot things. about that. You just mentioned it like an hour ago. No, the Facebook-like hug jacket. Oh, you remember that? Yeah, the jacket yeah, yeah. that, would, that would give you a hug whenever someone liked you on yes. Facebook? Imagine you have the jacket on, yeah, and 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 you're getting hugged when people like stuff, and you also have your little app device Does on, that letting you know up? when you're. If about you get to go a lot of likes, room. I bet that'll kind of throw things a <laughs> that bit might. askance. That might make that app go out all faster. Uh, they will stay in my mind for a long time. Smile emoticon. That's nice. Oh wait, that must have been <laughs> uh, where you just copied the notes in. Actually, I didn't. Oh, you I think didn't. That really said smile emoticon. Oh. I don't know. I didn't put that in there. Okay. I'll go look. This was a post in Hall of Dogma. She says, my mind particularly focuses on technology as most of my peers at uni are on their – and that's so cool, so British – at uni are on their phones during sessions, especially lectures. Whilst traveling to uni to and fro on the bus, I often get the urge to play games on my phone uh, instead of listening to God and having peaceful stillness. And I just want to pause right now to take a picture of David fooling around on his phone as I'm reading this. And he's not focusing. Although this may seem like a small example, I think a lot of us all around the world get so easily sucked into instant gratification and the frustration that comes with it. We should be careful to not be like that with God, listening things that we want and not listening to what God wants. 
Um, essentially, she's asking for our thoughts. She says, looking forward to your thoughts on this. Our thoughts on people that are addicted to their phone screens. I can't think of three guys more um, appropriate to give good thoughts yes, on that than us. than us three. Absolutely. Although I would rather just text it to her over my phone. Yeah, you probably would. Um, you know, if the Bible, David, were to say something like, a pastor should not be given too many glances on his cell phone during the day. I bet your take would be, what is many glances? I mean, 5,000 a day, is that many glances? A well, million a day? But all, Chase, if that happened, all I would have to do is come ask you exactly how many it is because you have revelation from above about exactly where that number falls. So I'd Precisely. just be able to ask you what it was and you would tell me. Well, the answer Why is 2,000. Are you using the browser instead of the app? Because the app doesn't work on my phone. The, app, the Twitter app doesn't work on your phone? No, the Facebook app doesn't. Long story, let's not get into it. I Have you downloaded will, the newest version? I will agree. It's, I have a location services problem on my phone, and it crashes whenever it, it tries to use location services, which Turn is all throughout services. Facebook. So maybe if you didn't Could, could we diagnose it? my cell phone at another time? I'm trying to answer Dawn Joy's question. I will say that I do think she's right. I, I do think there are, you know, and, and I'll use this as a quick example – um, people in restaurants I see continually not engaging as families or couples or whatever and having um, meaningful conversations or any type of conversations over dinner rather than just looking at their phones. I have attempted not, not entirely successfully, but I, I have attempted to start leaving my phone in the car whenever we go into a restaurant or out to eat so that I am not – um, tempted to look at it, but rather leave it in the car so I can just have dinner with. But my that's family. because you're addicted to your phone. Well, I think all of us are. Don't you? Don't you think all of us are? Oh, I know. To I a degree. Am. Oh, look. I, it, oh, look. It's like yes. a. It's like a Pavlovian. It's like Pavlov mm-hmm. deal. So yes. I think so. Yeah. And I so, want the hugs. I, oh, I think you, there are things to to do to combat that. It kind of reminds you me. your apps. For can the I, love can of goodness, I please 50, have my phone back. It reminds 59. me of the guy that used to do the experiment, you know, 59. with the dog where you I would ring this. the bell and the, the dog would That's salivate. Off. Okay. Do you guys have anything to add to this conversation? Hey, look, I think she point? actually brings up a good point. We sometimes miss the voice of God in contemplating on godly things and the word of God. And, and I think we miss thoughts in the stillness that, that God uses when we're constantly nosing the phone. So I, I think there's there's really good truth to that. It's a good challenge, Don. I, I – yeah, good to tack on there, I – my busyness, my, my feeling of busyness is overamplified by constant notifications on my phone. So I'm able to feel busier than maybe I even have to be because of constant like buzz this, buzz that. And it's – it's completely unnecessary. It's like when the gospel friends start a text chain about nothing. Re- oh, I'm sorry. Um, I love you guys. But no, you you, you feel busier than you have to be because there's always something vying for your attention. Um, and so anyway. Well, I agree. I digress. Right now, David's phone is very interesting. All right. Anything else? No, I think we had a close, though. What was the close? Oh, we were going to mention – so Jeremiah Martin. All right, so Hall of Dogma Funny. No, weren't you going to read the apology letter to Josh Parchman first? No. <laughs> I haven't written that yet. Oh, oh that's next episode. My that's bad. next my episode. Bad. All right, okay. so here's the, here's the thing. Um, we have uh, uh, a little ongoing little thing that happened in the Hall of Dogma. 
uh, very funny, where um, they decided, hey, let's do a story. Um, and that story is uh, what you do is you everybody comes in the comments and posts two words. And and then the next person posts another two words, and the next person posts another two words. And, and so let's just do a story uh, this way. It was very It'll, funny. And it was really funny. Mostly Jer- appropriate. Mostly. And Jeremiah Martin thought it would be um, funny to actually um, call in, give us a voicemail, mm. and read the story <laughs> out. And when you well listen done. to it being read continuously, it is hilarious. And so if you're a Hall of Dogma member, or even if you're not, I think you'd find it pretty funny. So you may want to stay on after the bumper music and um, and check it out because uh, it's pretty good. So yeah, I do uh, have a closing thought before we get to that. Sure, go ahead. Okay, here it is. You've got to change your passcode. He just threw a bun at me. Oh, I had one more <laughs> closing thought. Sorry. Was it was it the one he showed off at the graduation shindig? Or? Uh, different different bun. So, anyway, Nick, help us get out of here. You got some contact info or something to read. I thought I was doing the show, the story. Yeah, no. but you got to ask him that question. You You're going to do the story. You're going to do the story after the bumper music. This is not <laughs> difficult. We're supposed to get more professional, not less, over time. Right? I know. It's just really we're going to close the show out. There's going to be some music, and after that music is played, the story's going to be there. Jeez, Jeremiah this one week can forget how Jeremiah and all his his <laughs> splendor splendor will be presenting the story to us. You can listen to it right before you go to sleep. It'll be awesome. It'll be like Jeremiah tucked you in and read you a story. That's a good title right there. It's not hard. <laughs> Where are you going? We're not done. We have an elders meeting. We don't because we're not there. <laughs> okay. If anybody in David's private Hey, guess life. what? Guess what it takes to have elders meeting, elders? <laughs> what? T- if you ever... All right, I'm snapping a picture hair, of David looking at his. His would be more his. tousled than yours is right now. <laughs> Your hair is looking three kinds of special. That's nice. Thank you. And David's picture of me made me look incredibly fat, too. So I'm just mad all around. How do you get in touch with us, Nick? David, do you do you want to redo that where you're not yelling at the, at the people? I'm not yelling at the people. I was yelling at you guys. You keep yelling, David. I'm fine with the people. Passion. Oh, are you serious? <sighs> You can reach us on the Twitter at My Gospel Friends. You can join the Hall of Dogma at Facebook.com slash group slash Hall of Dogma or Hall of Dogma.com. For email, we love email. We have some email we're planning to respond to soon. The Gospel Friends at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, 205-575-9735. Shout out or, to you, Sarah Cole. Thank you, Sarah. Women are swooning everywhere right now. You don't change your passcode. I have your phone. Nice. And I've signed nice. into all your social media. Do you really want to do this? Nope. Okay. Speakpipe.com slash the gospel friends. Now, pretty soon, Jeremiah in his dulcet tones, more dulcet than these, will tell us a story. But first, tune in next week when you may hear David say, Ah, oh, got yourself a late model car, huh? You're disqualified from ministry. And that's the bottom line because the captain said so. For Hall of Dogma Storytime, presented by Captain Cadaver. Nathan Martin's Circumcision 
was misspelled due to fat fingers and autocorrect. The moral ambiguousness of taco meat transcends all postmodern thought. Breast milk from Bernard the Goat tastes like milk duds dipped in tapioca pudding. Eureka! exclaimed David McConnell as he chewed red man's thigh flesh while sitting, staring longingly at the computer screen. The next bowel movement, while imminent, was runny. He called his mom, Chris Atwood, butt wiper, in from the tundra where he immediately recalled glowing specks of gold and dirt. Amazed, he quickly gathered turkey drippings and tribbles to prove he was master of gravy and another dimension. What world is this? Dr. Samuel Lovell exclaimed as he re-examined Calvinistic soteriology. His nostrils flared, dripping strange excretions. Predestined? Preconceived? Preposterous! He refocused and started walking back to urinate on the portal. Suddenly, the portal opened, revealing a magenta window with chartreuse Russian dolls. They were marching towards the inevitable emancipation of Nick Jenkins. Freely, he, Lord Dragon, returned to Australia for fish nuggets and cappuccinos. Suddenly, gravity dropped hard. Mmm, he said, choosing life over dignity. The Sasquatch ate double-down dogs with relish, made of discretionary materials and lice, passing by Whitetail Church during the Puppy Bowl. How many Baptists does it take to screw in a public restroom? Zero. They are predestined to be raptured imminently if they get freaky with their bad selves. David McConnell noticed he was standing in my way, for a manual and his breast milk he made tasted like chocolate rain mixed with cottage cheese. Chris Atwood was ashamed of starting this, that he knew would chew on, yet she, suicidal packet, until the officially done, says you. And now, please flip over the tape to side two. Edit point. Chris Atwood was ashamed of starting this, that he knew would chew on, yet she, suicidal packets, until the officially done, says you. Mighty Mouse drove by sleeping cows, wearing chaps, barbaric circumcisions, sentences, spiraling incoherently, phallic falafels, Google flocks and knocks and nilla hilla pillification, dear two-word story game, rest in peace. Jesus is a friend of mine.